Announcement. The revolution will not be televised. I repeat, the hemp revolution will not be televised. Welcome to the Hemp Revolution Podcast, the global hotspot for the buzz and the cannabis. Hear the secrets of the green rush from the dreamers who are writing the rules, innovating business, and changing history forever. Immerse yourself with the fascinating stories from the leaders in the hemp health revolution to learn how we are changing the game. Now here's your hosts, James Brinkerhoff and Sonia Gomez. What's up, guys? Sonia Gomez coming from Denver, Colorado. Super excited to be here on another Rock Your Socks episode of the Hemp Revolution podcast, where we are sharing and telling the real story of cannabis from the eyes of the entrepreneurs and change makers who are pushing this forward. As you know, it is our mission to empower you with the truth about cannabis so that you can make educated decisions about how you care for yourself and your loved ones or otherwise enjoy this beautiful gift of life. So if you are someone looking for products that you can depend on or easy to read, digestible information on how to effectively use cannabis and hemp and other natural remedies to improve your health and lifestyle, check us out at medicalsecrets.com. And if you're a budding entrepreneur or established business owner looking to break through some glass ceilings and brick walls. Let me hear your story. Shoot me an email, Sonia at medicalsecrets.com. And I cannot wait to connect. Guys, once again, you can thank me because I have found another best of the best. My guest today, Patrick Trail, is what I would consider a pioneer of his sector. He has studied chemistry and business information systems in college. After college, went on to work for uh, Conangra Foods as as an information specialist. He started a software company over 20 years ago that specializes in agricultural software. That, That company specializes in inventory and traceability software for the life science industry. And that's how he actually got started in hemp by creating a similar traceability program that would allow us to understand what's happening from field to bottle. They started working with companies in Kentucky and he started to buy products from them and actually ended up creating his own line of consumer products after testing and trying everyone else's. When they moved into growing and processing in their Michigan operations, that's when things really started to get interesting. So here to share more about his story and what he is up to in the industry, help me welcome my good friend, Patrick Trail. What's going on, Patrick? No, thank you. Uh, well, you pretty much did a, a good introduction there. You took most of my material, so, but no. <laughs> it, uh, we are, we're staying busy in Michigan and things are starting to finally pick up. Whereabouts in Michigan are you? I have family out there too. We are in Sturgis, Michigan, which is right on the Indiana border. Okay, nice. Um, all my family is in Livonia outside of Detroit. Yep, yep. One of our employees is from that area too as well. So Nice, nice. Well, I've done some pretty extensive and I would be brave to call it invasive research into you and all the things that you're up to, but not everybody in my audience is so privileged. Sure. Why don't you take a minute and share a little bit about who you are and what your background is and what you guys are up to in the cannabis craze? Yeah, so... Um, as, as you mentioned before, my background, I uh, went to college, as many people do, I went to college with an idea of what I wanted to do. And after the first year, decided that wasn't what I wanted to do anymore. 
So then I got into chemistry. Chemistry was always good. I was always good at it. I liked it, enjoyed it. So I went and finished chemistry degree, uh, first college. I also played sports at that college. Um, had some injuries while I was at college playing sports. And really, as young guy, it didn't bother me that much. But as I got older, I had some issues with hips and backs and things like that. The uh, how, how this all happened, as you mentioned before, I started a software company 20 years ago. And we deal primarily in the uh, produce life sciences industries. And we sell inventory control software with traceability, primarily uh, what you, what you and your your uh, group would be familiar with was like E. coli and lettuce, those types of things. But our software tracks that all the way through the system, and that's how I really got started into the hemp market. Was we have an office in Lexington, Kentucky, and uh, as you know, they've been doing this for quite a few years now, longer than everybody else. So we started working with some of the groups down there, started doing some traceability work. And then as, as I was doing that, I started asking them questions about their product. And one day while I was there, I said, hey, can I just buy some? So I bought some, brought it back. And, and my wife and I started playing with that product at our house, try to, try to make things that we might like. Um, <clears throat> she's actually a pharmaceutical rep. So we sort of looked at some of the things that they were doing and what we possibly could do and ended up making uh, some of our first things were massages for, for my back, hips, things like that, uh, and found that it really worked. Um, it was it was definitely great because it took the pain away. I'd been, it'd been a nuisance pain for 15, 20 years. So we started doing that. After that, the family started asking for product. So we started giving the family product. Then as the family got product, then friends out there started asking for product. And then we just grown that product since. So, and we have, now we have uh, massage oils, we have orals, uh, we have specialty oils for CrossFit gyms. Uh, we have pet oils as well. Uh, and those, those are two great products for us. Uh, as most of you know, uh, state of Michigan started to allow growers last year. So we really got involved uh, looking at doing the growing up here. It was all, uh, one, one bad thing was that, as, you, as most people know around the states, that it wasn't very well organized. So we ended up uh, getting made aware that we could get a license in April to grow up here. Luckily, as you mentioned before, that I worked for ConAgra Foods and we had a lot of contacts with growers. So we started working with some of the growers around the area to, to grow. And basically, when we say working, we, we, we rented their land from them. We had them help us plant the product. Uh, and then we went out and just, we did, we basically did 10 acres in the state of Michigan. And, and at the time, I thought 10 acres is going to be a ton, you know, knowing how much works into it and that we wanted to have different um, all, the, all 10 of those acres, there were 10 different farming styles just to try to figure out how it's going to grow in Michigan. Uh, as the year got going. You guys were growing all 10 different uh, ten different styles so that you could figure out what was going to be best in Michigan? Correct. Correct. Yes. Yeah, Dang, so, cool. That's so cool. We were doing, uh, uh, we did plastic. So we put plastic in ground, put plants on plastic. We do that a lot with our vegetables up in this area. Uh -huh. uh, we're also known as a seed corn area where, where I live here in Michigan. 
Mm-hmm. So we have a lot of center pivots and a lot of uh, sand. So we direct plant it into sand and put water on that, those plants all year long. Uh, the nice thing about our area is we can water all day long and within three or four hours, go right back out in the field. The water just goes right through. Nice. So, and, and as we went through the year, we found out that it really does like that. So these, some of these plants got really, really big in our fields. And then when we, uh, we didn't start out with the, the, the one thing that was a problem last year is we didn't start out with some of the best seed because it was so late when we got started. So we had to get what we could was available. Um, so we ended up going through that and probably out of the 10 acres we planted from the different planting styles and everything else, we probably ended up with about a good five and a half acres. Um, and within, within those, we started finding different plants, things like that that were in there and just trying to learn. So we did a lot of sampling. That's been one thing that this year has that we've, uh, donated a lot of money to sampling to, uh, having testing done on our products so we can understand and learn, learn about those products in the fields that we have and the soils we have up here. So, um, as the year got going, um, we got contacted by many, uh, a lot more growers in the area, uh, that, that didn't know what was going on. They just planted acreage. A lot of people just planted acreage, had no contracts, didn't know what they were doing with it. They just wanted to put it out. So we started talking to them. Uh, originally, one of my big things was to uh, develop a processing facility up here in our area that we could process. Not necessarily our own, but the first year really was going to be our own. I really didn't have any intent to process other people's product. Uh, we were just going to do ours and figure out you know, what, what's best around the area. But we got contacted by quite a few growers. Ended up bringing some of their product in. We've been processing that product in-house. Inside our facility, we do use a butane uh, extraction system. And then we have our own distillation systems within the house. Uh, And that's been allowing us to process crude into distillate and then selling that distillate off. And we even, we did, uh, we did invest as well into some trimming machines last year. So we trimmed quite a bit of bud. And that stuff's starting to finally move for us. So we've been all over the place now. What this is finally uh, allowing us to do now is since we're not buying um, crude or full spectrum oils, things like that from other people to develop our products, is that we can actually up the milligrams of CBD content in our products and keep the prices the same. So. So, and that's really, you know, ultimately we want to grow the business on that side, but we want to help people too as well because we know what it does for us. I know what it does for my parents. I know what it does for my wife's parents. So we just want to get the products out. Nice. I'm so, I'm so super excited for you guys. So you're still cultivating and, um, and are you also processing and then making the products or do you outsource uh, the processing? No, we do the process. We have we have our own processing facility here, so nice. we're we're a licensed processor in Michigan. So we do it all in house. So even even our products that we make, we we make them all in house too as well. Nice. Um, what is in your product line? What do you think it beyond the besides the fact that you guys are fully vertical, which 
by the way, is like a really amazing, unique differentiator. But I want to know, separate from that, which is the obvious, first of all, what's in your product line and what do you think sets you guys apart? Uh, Our product line primarily are massage oils. We have, um, in our massage oil line, we have uh, a CrossFit, what we call Athleta. Uh, It's heavy. It's heavy on menthol. Um, It's a high thousand milligram uh, product in four ounce bottle. Uh, We have a lot of uh, professional weightlifters that actually use it. And we have a lot of CrossFit gyms. We private label for that. And that's really a specialty for us is private labeling that. The, the, uh, the, the companies really work good together because the, uh, our T3 Technologies company, which is the inventory control and traceability, has a lot of labeling equipment, which allows us to custom label for customers and not have to order labels outside. So we can, ba- we can make really small runs for people as well as large runs. Um, nice. On average, um, on average, what kind of customer are you serving? You said you're huge into the fitness and CrossFit area. Is that sure. your primary demographic that you're serving? No. Well, that's, that's one of the major ones now, but it's not a primary. Uh, that, we also are doing pet, a full pet line of products that we are talking and working with local vets on, whereas they can do their own line of products. Uh, all we do is, it's really our products. We're just white labeling it for them. So, um, and then we also have the tinctures and the oils, the massage oils for uh, another big market for us is the elderly uh, and primarily the elderly around this area. So Southwest Michigan. Okay. Amazing. Um I really enjoy Michigan. I thought you guys, I, I have to give a round of applause for how they d- did in the, um, in the medical cannabis industry. I know not everybody was a fan, but I think that they did a lot of things right. Um, and for hemp too, I, I know a lot of Michigan-based companies who are really doing well. And I'm curious to know um, from you, there's no secret that there's a, quite a few trials and tribulations in getting started, but also quite a bit of fun in, in strategizing how you're going to you know, find the loopholes, loopholes so that you can grow and scale. Mm-hmm. Um, in your time in business for you getting started, what were some of the bigger challenges that you faced to get to where you are now? And then my follow-up question for you is what are you doing to grow your business right now? Like where are you putting? And the reason why I ask this question, I have a lot of people who are listening in wanting to know like, okay, how should I grow my business or how should I, you know, how should I enter into this business? How can I apply my skill sets? So I'd love to hear what have been the challenges and what then, what are you doing? Where are you putting time and energy and resources into growing um, your business? Really uh, the the biggest challenge that I've had uh, in what, and and we're going to associate this with the Michigan grow part and the processing side um, is bringing Hemp processing to Michigan, where there wasn't a lot of knowledge to it about it, and there weren't, in at least our case, for the first year, it was it was really hard to put the resources together because um, you don't just buy an eighty thousand dollar, hundred thousand dollar machine to start processing. You've got to have everything else that goes along with it. That that being the gas or the the butane, uh, that being the dry ice. It took me to get, but- well, I thought 
one day, I would call, I called a company and I said, I want to order this. I'd like to have it in a week. Right. So I thought that next week I'd be processing oil right away. Um, well, three and a half weeks after that, I still hadn't started processing oil yet. We were missing parts that weren't readily available in Michigan, or we had to have some made for the machine. Um, the next qu- the next thing was, is once I had that all done and I was ready to go, I call up one of our local um, gas providers and ask for butane. He says, well, we don't have that at this office. I'll have to order it. And I'm like, how long is that going to take? He says, it'll take about a week and a half. So, okay, there's another week and a half. Then I uh, try to find dry ice. You know, we do need dry ice as well. And, and uh, we actually have a very large dry ice facility within 40 miles of our office. Um, but they won't do business with hemp or cannabis companies. So uh, we had to find an alternative to that. Um, and finally, I would say probably in like the last two to three weeks, I finally got our, our supply chain where it's dependable. Everybody knows I expect deliveries on certain days. Um, and then we get it going. I mean, we're sitting here, um, we can literally process the, the products that we have or the biomass that we have and keep us busy processing probably till about August right now. So, and then well, that's not surprising considering there, there was, I mean, let's be serious. 10 acres is not yep. a small amount. No, no. But that, that's the thing is it's not a small amount and it's, and it, if we looked in relationship to our consumer business, it's it's more than what we need for our consumer business, really, right? So, and that's the other thing with the industry today is that we look at the consumer businesses that are out there and what's been what's been currently farmed, right? So, so we're missing processing, we're missing consumer sales. So we've got all this biomass that's just sitting around right now that everybody's trying to get. I'm trying to get mine done so I can do others. Um, so, but that's been a, a a big challenge, you know. Once we got started in this, and I, and I was not one last year when uh, when we got started. I didn't think I was going to be a millionaire in November, December. Right, a lot of people did. Um, I didn't think I'd be pushing myself as fast to get all the things that I was planning on doing up and going. Uh, and the only reason I did that is because I got a lot of people that, that have product that needed to get it processed. So it pushed our, it pushed our processing, uh, line ahead quicker, uh, and pushed us farther down the road, uh, to where we are today than what I thought I would be last year. Uh, and really, really what we're doing now. So you're asking about how we're starting to grow. We're finally to the point. So after, so, so after, let's say it was October, about October 21st, I think we pulled out some of our last product out of the field. So we finally got into, uh, you know, towards the middle of February into February where I got product that I felt good enough that had high quality, high, high enough quality that I felt good selling it and using it. Right. So I'm finally getting to the point now that I can start taking those next steps, which is what in our case, getting out, meeting people, uh, just doing the typical sales, you know, go out, meet people face to face, show them your product, talk to you about what, what you're doing and why you're doing a little bit different. And then understanding, trying to, trying to find that niche where we fit. And, and, and we're starting to find some of those. Uh, we're starting to move product. 
um, which is good because we were sitting there, we're sitting from about October to January going, where are we going to sell this stuff to? But we're, we're finally getting it, starting to get it sold. Um, so this next year, really what I see, we'll start growing our, our line, our own consumer line a little bit more, uh, since we have, um, we have plenty of product to develop new things, marketed out there. Uh, we'll start building our uh, our marketing platform as well a little bit more and that'll be more hands-on uh, phone calls to uh, processors things like that that may need product or somebody that can't get their their product one of the things we found is there's a lot of people out there that need product that grew this year but can't get their product processed so we're starting to help some of those guys out too as well um, the uh, and it really the just to for for our future, uh, trying to make business partnerships that you know uh, that that are very important in all the industries, and and for guys that need help getting some of their stuff processed, or we may need product to sell to somebody else because we we don't have enough of a certain thing. Uh, those those uh, networks are starting to come together as well. And who are some of the who are some of the strategic partnerships that you're looking for? And I love that we're talking about this right now because this is very much a relationship based business. And I love to know like who who are you looking for? Who are the folks that you're trying to attract to yourself right now that would help you know help take you guys make the quantum leap together? So we're we're looking for uh, consumer product companies that need CBD oil or distillate or isolate uh, that we can sell our raw materials to. We're also looking at dispensaries of hemp and cannabis of producing product for them, whether it be ours or whether it be white labeled. And then uh, also, you know, also like, like I told you before, gyms, things like that, where you're just specific uh, veterinarian services. Um, we're also looking for those things that are a little bit different, right? So. Um, people that need, you know, there's, there's a lot of products. If you, if you look at an analysis in, uh, of your, your hemp and your oils, your distillates, there's a lot of different things in those, those products. Um, and there's a lot of things up until this point we've wasted a lot of because we just threw it away because the big, big thing was CBD. So we're looking for those other potential partnerships where we have all this byproduct because the CBD was the initial intent that maybe we can move some of that product to as well. Nice. I love it. Um, you know, I, I always ask this question because I think it's important to just like sort of share. And I run an industry specific mastermind, the Emerald Circle, where we're talking about growing and scaling your company. Mm -hmm. This is really for the folks who have already established themselves in business and they're looking for the strategies to make a bigger impact. And, you know, 3x revenue. Um, it's a pretty in, important group of folks for me, just like as far as how I've grown to love each one of these people. And a lot of what we talk about is the, you know, the words of wisdom, what are the big takeaways? And so this is kind of my, my podcast has turned into somewhat of a teaser, um, in this community where, uh, we get to share these words of wisdom or key pieces of advice that we would offer folks who are listening in who may not be that far down the line and are still looking for, um, you know, 
what to do next. So I named this segment, the words of wisdom, and I'd love to hear from you knowing what you know now coming down the line and accomplishing what you've accomplished. What would be some key pieces of advice that you could offer? Um, you know, maybe one or two key pieces of advice that, you know, would help a budding entrepreneur hit that first or, you know, second milestone that they're running after right now. Uh, in, in this industry, definitely keep your head down, keep going because you're, you're going to keep running into some type of business block or process block. Just about, you're going to fix one. There's going to be another one that comes up. Uh, that's all based off of that. You're, uh, you're, you're bringing this, you know, the hemp into markets, at least in Michigan, let's say we brought the hemp in where cannabis had been before, right? The difference between it is that the people that are in cannabis know that they can do the hemp. The problem is the scale factor is completely different. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and that's, that's the other things So you, uh, uh, you know, like I was mentioning before, uh, one of the things that you're going to have to you take into account, take into account those, those resources that you can get, you need to check those out. They, they just don't, they're not just there. Like I thought, you know, I'm like, Oh, this bees, we'll get dry ice. We'll get butane. Those will be easy things to get. Well, in our, in our, it's not that easy. So, so once you hit those, know you're going to hit those and just keep going. It's like building any other business. It was no different when I built my software business as well. Um, it, it software was, you know, bugs or things like that in software. You just got to fix them and keep going. It's the same thing here. Just keep your head down and, and uh, do have a goal, have a niche. One of the other things I'll tell you too, uh, from what we saw, what I saw a lot of this year is don't just, if, if you're going to look at growing, don't just go out and start growing, get a contract, find somebody that you can work with prior to start growing. Make sure you've got a home for that product. Um, and then, you know, as, as every other business, uh, you're going to grow that you're beginning, understand who's in this marketplace and understand what their products are, because, um, there's a lot, there's a lot of money behind a lot of companies out here, uh, and understand what your company is going to be compared to what they are and how you're going to do it. And those, the best thing to do that is to build a network of, of, uh, people that you can depend on and they can depend on you as well. Such good advice. So super key. Um, one, one thing that I will, one thing that I will add to that is in, in the, in the process of planning, what I think similar to how you said about the farmers, not knowing where they're going to sell it. Um, you know, I recognize that a lot of brand and brands and businesses don't really think about aggressive marketing strategies. You know, they think that if they, like with cannabis, they thought if I build it, they will come. And it's not too, it's not too often that I emphasize this specifically, but I think it's just such an important um, aspect in what I see making or breaking businesses right now um, is you know, how many customers are you reaching? What does it cost to acquire a customer? Are you spending more money than you're making on your marketing or are you at least breaking even? And in your plan, did you build in an aggressive marketing strategy that would not only help you become relevant, but would help earn you the respect 
that would keep you in business long after a launch. And I think it's really important that you guys, as you're starting out and also while you're re-evaluating how you're going to survive or how you're going to thrive past, whether it's acquiring companies or um, adding new facets to the business that help you diversify your revenue streams, you really have to build in from the very beginning an aggressive marketing plan. And sometimes that looks like spending seven or uh, seven times the amount of money that you hope to make in the first six to 12 months. Um, so it, I just want to really encourage you guys to, the, the message in all of that is be realistic about what kind of resources are going to be necessary to accomplish this phase of the business. If it's farming, you want to make sure that you have some place to sell your product. You want to make sure that you have some place to you know, process the product once it's harvested. These are, those are the things you guys all have to think about and then how you're going to connect with and make, build those relationships with the people who are going to buy your product after that. So that would be the one thing that I would piggyback onto that. Um, Patrick, what a pleasure to hear you and to hear about the growth of your guys' business and the impact that you're making. What's next for you guys? What do you have to look forward to? Well, we're, uh, as Michigan is a, is a, a legal cannabis state, we're actually getting our processors licensed in that as well. Um, so we can process product for people that are around the area. Uh, we will be growing in Kentucky and in Michigan this year as well. Uh, we know what our process is now a little bit better, uh, growing, uh, we'll be growing probably about the same amount uh, that we did this last year. Um, no more than like 35 acres. Um, and from there, really, as, as you brought it up now, because our, our plans changed last year from where we were in the beginning, uh, this will be a big year for us marketing our own products. Uh, so that will be a big push for us as well. Uh, we want to have enough product that we can uh, produce our own things next year. Uh, and that's why we'll grow again this year. Uh, Hopefully the market will be a little bit better. If not, we'll be selling it through our own consumer products. But um, that's a that's the way these uh, the ag systems go. I mean, uh, things adjust, uh, prices drop down, competition comes in, uh, and we got to be ready for that. And, and the nice thing is, in Michigan, we have the environment that will allow us to do that. So. Nice. Well, I'm super excited. I'd love to come up and tour your facility while I'm in Michigan next time. Um, always love to get to meet people face to face. So that'll be some good fun that I'll look forward to. And where can people find you if they want to follow your journey or find out more about working with you? If you go to uh, our website is bluegrassislands.com. Uh, you can see our products on there and any other links. You can also look at one of our other website, t3tracking.com. Uh, and then we have uh, a Facebook as well as Twitter page as well. Which, which to tell you the truth, I, I, we're going to be doing a lot more on this year now that we've got our head above water and we're not drowning anymore. So. <laughs> <laughs> Well, good. We'll be excited. And for those of you, thank you so much for spending your time with me today. And for those of you guys who are tuning in, thank you so much for being a part of our family and sharing in this amazing conversation. As you know, it's our mission to share with you the truth about cannabis. 
the fun, the good, the bad, the ugly, all the things so that you can make educated decisions about how you want to care for yourself and the people that you love or otherwise enjoy this beautiful gift of life. If you're trying to figure out how to get into the industry, shoot me an email um, or if you're already an established business owner, I'd love to hear your story. Shoot me an email, Sonia at medicalsecrets.com. Let's connect. Would love to find out more. Um, guys, I invite you now to like and share this content. When you like and share, you are a part of the change that you are helping me create in the world. We've impacted over 200 and I think somewhere between two and 300 million people in the last few years. And I'm just so honored to have your guys' support in helping us spread this valuable and very precious message. At the end of the day, this is about our freedom to choose. And I hope hope that you guys continue to share this information, tag five people that you know this will make a difference for, and let's continue to celebrate our success and impact together. I'm your hostess with the mostest, Sonia Gomez, and this is the Hemp Revolution Podcast. We'll see you on our next show, guys. Thanks for listening to this episode. We took notes on this episode for you, along with all the links and resources mentioned in the episode. Get them free on the show notes page here at www.medicalsecrets.com. If you love this show and our content, please subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you really want to help us get the message out there, please rate, review, and tell all your friends. With your help, we can continue to reach the world with our message. And until next time, we hope you join the hemp revolution. And we challenge you to dream big and love the life you live.